I'm Jeff Gibson. And I'm Shanna Paxton. And we are the, the Movie, Movie Lovers. Lovers. Welcome. Hello. And Happy New Year to the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this episode, we will be looking forward. We looked back at last week at the year that was. Now we're looking forward at the year that is to come. This is our 2023 preview. We do these annual previews, obviously, at the beginning of every year. What we typically do is take a look at the year ahead briefly and talk about five movies we are looking forward to most, okay? And usually what we do is Shannon and I make up our own individual list of what movies we're most looking forward to. And then from that, we usually have overlap because our tastes are so similar. So... There will be typically anywhere between one and three movies that are individual picks and uh, one to three movies that are overlap picks that make up our top uh, movies that we're looking forward to. So in this case, in this year, we will be talking about two individual picks that make our five and four. And then we have three overlapping picks so we will be talking about those three as our three united most anticipated movies. But first, let's take a look briefly at the year ahead based on a list I have on Wikipedia. This is actually my annual resource I go to to figure out what the releases are. This is what I use to figure out our programming schedule what movies we're going to review, all that sort of stuff. I'm looking at it right now. And, you know, last year I, I, I remember distinctly noting how many great directors have movies coming out, right? And I was worried that this year there would be far less being the case. But it's it's not, it's really not. We I see work coming in 2023 by M. Night Shyamalan, Steven Soderbergh, Elizabeth Banks, James Gunn, Louis Leterrier, Wes Anderson, James Mangold, Christopher Nolan, Greta Gerwig, Taika Waititi, Denis Villeneuve, James Wan, and that's that that's a lot of that's representative of a lot of what's coming, but there's even there's even more. And from what I understand, there's some directorial debuts to look forward to also in the coming year. I, I know there's directorial debuts by Jesse Eisenberg, Michael B. Jordan, Anna Kendrick. So a lot of actors taking their turn behind the camera in 2023. Question is, will many of them or any of them make our most anticipated of the year list? Shanna from what you can see here, did, without calling out specifically, did very many make your most anticipated of the year? Uh, yeah, there's definitely one on here. I forgot about Nolan. I forgot about the Oppenheimer. Right, movie. I'm surprised you forgot about that one. Well, I mean, let's get real. Like We have only seen the teaser trailer 
twice. Yeah, that's true. So it's true. But boy, oh boy, on Instagram, the cinephiles are just foaming at the mouth oh, for I'm that sure. one. <laughs> oh boy. I feel like you downplay all your emotions around Nolan films because of all the Nolanites that are out there. Is I, that true? <laughs> it's partially it's it's partially for that reason, I suppose. It's also because not since um, probably Inception has he made a truly great front-to-back movie. I've had issues with every single movie since, oh gosh, was it Interstellar that came out after? Oh no, I guess Dark Knight Rises. I was Dark Knight Rises was the I first one. I was perfectly one. happy with Interstellar, but yes, yes, and and you and and so many <laughs> cinephiles. I won't get graphic, but boy, do they get excited over that movie. Yeah, let's not get graphic. It's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, ever since Dark Knight Rises, I've had uh, issues with every single Christopher Nolan movie. So am I? Am I? Is it going to make our list? Not uh, from my end, not from my end, but <laughs> apparently uh, but, not from me either, because I forgot. <laughs> there you go. Yes, but there are a couple for my part that that we will be talking about here. Uh, let, let is there anything else you want to note about the coming year that you observed when you were preparing for this episode? I think it's very clear that it, there wasn't a lot of preparation here on my end. <laughs> totally skipping over a Nolan film. So I, I just looked very briefly and I was like, what's jumping out at me? I didn't dive in too much. Like I didn't look for A24 or Annapurna films, which I usually do uh, because they're, they're not always, you know, you see a title and it's not obvious yeah that it's an a24 film but obviously there's studios that i'll always be interested in like i'm always going to be interested in those two that i just mentioned and if they have anything coming up i'm sure i'll see a trailer and you know figure out if i want to see it or not it's still early but i will i will answer the question as far as those two studios go right now the only two films we know of coming from a24 are Jesse Eisenberg's directorial debut, When You Finish Saving the World, which has already gotten mixed reception. That's coming not in the too distant future here. And then something that's actually an Apple TV Plus movie called Sharper with Julianne Moore and Sebastian Stan and John Lithgow. So so far, as far as A24, that's all we know. As far as Annapurna goes, there's nothing currently on the schedule. Oh, jeez. But we're very early on, so mm. more than likely there's small projects that's going to pop up on the release schedule over time. Well, and that's – I'm probably going to just automatically look forward to that because mm. typically it's always good, even if it's an uncomfortable film like last year, Men, was accurate but very uncomfortable and sure. – you know, it'll just have to be a case of, well, am I going to watch that or not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Why don't I get us started with our fifth most anticipated movie? This was my individual pick. One one that didn't, surprisingly did not end up on your list. It is Barbie by Greta Gerwig. I have to admit, 
I <laughs> never really cared about Barbie. I think honestly, I, I, honestly, most of my lifetime, it's probably because the marketing has heavily lent on female uh, stereotypes, female uh, gender roles, all this sort of stuff. Pink. If you wanted to find Barbie, you go to the pink aisle in the toy store. You know, the the they had directed DVD animated movies, all these sorts of things. Uh, none of which I had any reason to be appealed by. The best thing I ever saw of Barbie was in Toy Story 3. But, but, not only, okay, when I hear that they're making a Barbie movie, I couldn't give two shits. But when I hear Greta Gerwig is making the Barbie movie, I'm sitting up and taking notice. And when I hear that she is co-writing the screenplay with Noah... Uh, Bombach of mm. Marriage Story mm. and so many like more quiet personal dramas. Mm-hmm. My, I, I am sold. I am curious. I'm like, what is this? And then I hear Margot Robbie is cast as Barbie. Perfect. I hear that Ryan Gosling is cast as Ken. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> right. I hear that. Oh. I, I didn't realize that he was kin but oh. yeah jesus that makes sense right and then you have will ferrell simo liu america ferrera ariana greenblatt uh and uh, alexandra ship michael sarah Issa ray ria perlman kate mckinnon all these people appearing in a greta gerwig movie about Barbie. come on come on it's yeah if you would never uh, Look, I I grew up with some Barbies and, you know, then you, you pull away from Barbie at a certain age, if you do, so mm-hmm. some people don't, and you realize I don't want to be playing with something that isn't realistic. Mm. So, and then there are Barbie collectors out there and I actually have uh, three friends that are Barbie collectors, which I think is quite yeah. a lot. You know, and they're they're all above the age of 30. So I think that that's I think that that's fascinating. Uh, And I'm not judging. I'm a collector of Lego and Playmobil. So like you guys do you. Um, I I find it very interesting. And and seeing the teaser trailer to this movie was very, very smart. That teaser trailer totally spoke to me as a girl wanting to play with dolls, mm. uh, me being a kid and growing up and wanting to smash or break certain toys uh, as a way to get past that phase. I, it just, it did so much with the little bit that they did. And I love parody too. So I it was checking all the boxes for me. Mm. I'm very excited about this film. But yeah, and also let's keep in mind that Greta Gerwig has been nominated for Oscars for two of her previous screenplays, Lady Bird and Little Women. So she knows how to write a screenplay. Yeah. You know, so Barbie, fifth most anticipated movie of 2023. Shanna, why don't you share with everyone? Oh, and and by the way, because it's, it's important, you want to know this. Barbie is available hitting theaters July 21st. I also want to say I'm really glad that we're not having... There's a ton of Barbie shows and Barbie short films out there. Uh, and I'm really glad we're not 
moving in that direction, clearly. Yeah. By the way, this is counter-programming <laughs> to Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. The same weekend. <laughs> okay, I have to say, I love when shit like that happens. You couldn't have... You could not have two completely different films. That makes a very exciting weekend. I'm mm. hoping that many, 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 many people attend the theater because it's two completely different bags. Yeah. You know, so it's a good, it's a double feature. We could go watch Oppenheimer and then we could watch, wash it down with Barbie. I, I, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> what is our fourth most anticipated movie of 2023? Our fourth most anticipated film is Dune Part 2. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any trailers out at the moment for this one. There is a, a lovely poster that contrasts, and I'm going to guess it's a teaser poster, because uh. it, it, it totally contrasts the first film's poster, going from like blue, steel, grays, blacks, and going into very, very red. Uh, I'm sorry, very orange, burnt orange, and then just a, a glint of blue bokka, uh in the center, which I think is very smart. So I'm hoping that's just a teaser poster because I still want to see faces. I thought the last poster was quite lovely. Uh, this is directed again by Denis Villeneuve, and so I'm very excited to see what he's going to continue to do with this franchise. You know, Dune was in a very scary place because the pandemic was happening. And then, you know, the Warner Brothers and the HBO and all that (laughs) stuff went down. Yeah, I don't know the proper words, but there we go. We weren't sure what was going to happen, you know. And so I'm glad this is happening. You know, you've got revisiting cast coming and then Florence Pugh is going to be in it. I didn't know about that. And Christopher Walken, was he in the first part? No, and Leia Sado. And looks like uh, Charlotte Rampling uh, is back. So, yes, yeah. excited he- about that. Um, I think that there's not much else I can really say about Dune. It's a franchise that has a lot of pressure on it to do well and mm. be, and by well, I mean stay true to the story. And I think Denny did a great job with the first one. So, I'm sure he's going to knock it out of the park again. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Well, and and let's clarify, this isn't necessarily a traditional sequel. This is the second half of the story, right? And I I don't, I have to admit, I'm a little fuzzy on whether or not he's planning on telling the novel in two parts or in three. But this is, this is the continuation of the adaptation of a single novel, right? Not multiple novels, right? So the first film that we got two years ago and at the end of 2021 that very much was not the complete story so anybody who complains oh it just kind of cut off well yeah because and so did lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring Mm. because it's only like one part of the bigger story so i'm very much looking forward to this as well because I, i i thought the vision was clear and executed brilliantly. And I'm looking forward to seeing where all that table setting from the first half leads us here. So when, where, when can people expect to see Dune Part 2 in the theaters? Looks like we're going to get a nice early November release. Hey, it's a birthday movie for you. Excellent. That's exciting. Very exciting. All right. So our third pick... Our third pick is uh, is a blended pick because 
it just makes more sense to do this. You tried parsing it out in your list, Shanna. I don't. I didn't. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about your parsing, but it's it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, so chiefly we're talking about the films, which are Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and also the Marvels. Okay, which continues from Captain Marvel and the the limited series Ms. Marvel spinning off from there i found it interesting shanna that you apparently aren't as excited about the marvels as you are the other two films why is that well i've I've seen a trailer for one of them uh i'm a huge fan of the one (laughs) and what's the one that you're uh, i'm a huge fan of guardians okay we've seen the trailer for quantum and the marvels we haven't really seen anything yet Mm. so you don't have anything as far as you're concerned you don't have anything to base it on yeah yeah Mm, okay i i i feel like i do because i feel like i have uh, uh, brie larson coming back right and i have uh, the character Kamala Khan from Ms. Marvel coming back and joining mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And then I also have the return of Photon, who who also was a major character in WandaVision, some people may remember, mm-hmm. right? And also Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I won't spoil exactly how, but she played a factor in that as well. And seeing those characters together for whatever plot is very exciting uh, for for me. And it'll be the first time we see Samuel Jackson back as Nick Fury, as far as I know, cinematically anyway, since I don't know. I mean, was he even... Gosh, what, I can't even remember the last time we well, saw him. Well, he was him. at an end credit. That was like the very last oh, time yeah, yeah, we yeah. saw him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I don't remember which movie it was attached to. Yeah, uh, and I can even tell you, like, was Captain Marvel the last main feature we saw him star in? Maybe. I don't recall. You know, it's been it's been a, a lot of movies since we last saw him. Uh, Tayona Paris is uh, is coming back as Monica Rambeau, and we have. We don't even have any information about what the conflict is. We know that someone's been cast as a villain, but we don't know a whole lot else. I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about the con- the final Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Now, we know that because of Thor Love and Thunder, they went off and did their own thing. They left Thor behind. Apparently, he was too big of a nuisance, right? You seem puzzled by that. Well, I, I thought Thor went and did his own thing. Yeah, well, but the Guardians were like we're very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, you know, fair. he had the goats on the ship, and, oh and you know, it was it was. Let's a, go watch that movie again. That a lot more like a fun experience. But we also we watched the. I don't think we talked about it yet. But we talked. We watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and that, that laid the groundwork for the third film. Hmm. I don't know if you recall, but there's a line 
where they say they are on nowhere and they're creating they're making nowhere a safe place yeah for aliens or whatever that's right so they're building a community so that's lovely yes that's going to play a main factor in this third film Mm. we know that mantis is going to have a larger role in this third film based on comments james gunn has said about the holiday special Mm -hmm. and how that lays the groundwork also for the third film so that there's there's a lot to to look forward to also i don't know if you remember shanna i think oh god i don't remember what year it was but way back in like maybe 2017 when guardians of the galaxy volume 2 came out there was this race of people that were gold oh yeah and they and obnoxious yes and at the end of the film they had a cocoon yes and this was this cocoon represented their revenge against the guardians that Mm -hmm. is finally going to pay off with this third film well if i remember correctly volume two had like five end credit sequences it was ridiculous i'm fine with it (laughs) oh well if it's just happening to one then i'm happy sure Yes, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then Ant-Man and, and Wasp, Quantumania, we have in the Loki series the setup of Kane the Conqueror as the next main big bad. And he plays a factor, apparently, in that film. So a lot to look forward to in the MCU. And that's not even touching what shows are coming around on Disney Plus, too, that tie all in mm. to everything happening uh, in 2023. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very much looking forward to it. It was my number one. It was it was our number one last year. This year, it's our number three. There's a couple things you're looking forward to even more. Shanna, tell us. Oh, oh, let me before we move on. Yeah, clarify. Yes, clarify. Ant Man and the Wasp is coming very soon. It is February 17th. Nice and... post-Valentine's Day movie. Yes. And then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is May 5th. Mm, birthday movie for me. Cinco de Mayo. And then, then we have The Marvels, which opens after Oppenheimer and Barbie on July 28th. Mm. Arguably the last big movie of the summer. Ooh, there's another one I see that may be big too at the end of summer, but we can talk we can mention that later. All right. Shanna, more exciting. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about our second most anticipated movie of 2023. I had no idea that they were greenlit and I'm I got very very excited when I saw this, but there is a there is a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife coming in december and i'm very excited about it so far it looks like you know we have our our main core there we have mckenna grace coming back carrie coon paul rudd finn wolfhart and you know that's all they're they're saying for now on imdb it looks like if you read the description of what they have so far it looks like it's happening right after their time in Oklahoma and they're, you know, heading back to New York City and the Spengler family is going to continue with their story. But apparently uh, something with Winston Zedmore, which I'm like, oh my fucking God. I have, you know, two Winston shirts. So 
I'm excited about that. And apparently Ray is going to be in that as well. So even though Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd aren't in the cast right now with IMDb, they are mentioned in the plot there. And it looks like we're having someone else direct. Yes, I was going to speak to that. Gil Keenan, who he gives me pause because this is his CV for directing films. Monster House in 2006. City of Ember in 2008, the Poltergeist remake in 2015, and then A Boy Called Christmas last year, which a movie we didn't see. We've heard good things about that from our friends. So I... He did co-write the script to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Well, well, it looks like Jason Reitman is going to be screenwriting, so it's not like he's stepping away from it completely, and I think that that's a good thing. I don't right. want him to disappear because I think he will help anchor everything and, and not make it and help prevent it from being a disaster because who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it must have done well enough to get the sequel. You know, it's not like they're Marvel. It's not like they're saying we have phases, but I'm totally into that. If we can keep the Ghostbusters franchise going, I'll be very, very happy. And I like, you know, what they dealt with in the in Afterlife, and I'm very excited to see how it expands in this one. Er, a scene at the end with Ernie Hudson looked like there was a possibility of right. more happening. Well, and that's that's another thing. What what the other only other thing that we know is that this film will be taking place in New York City, and I think it's fair to extrapolate that based on what we saw at the end of Afterlife, Winston's going to play a major role in bankrolling and getting mm-hmm. restarted this new generation of Ghostbusters. And honestly, for me. I want to see that new cast back. I, I yeah. really enjoyed that cast, the the chemistry of those three teenage Ghostbusters. I especially love McKenna Grayson. She was uh, just uh, wonderful. She's amazing. Uh, practically stole the show, but I, I, I do love the other three as well. And Paul, Paul Rudd, I can't imagine his character uprooting and leaving and moving to New York City, but who knows? We'll see. I mean, he could teach anywhere, I suppose, if he wanted to. But yeah, yeah, I, I think he could just teach in New York. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so, he can, you know, get lucky and teach at a college or something. I don't know. So that is our second most anticipated movie of the year. Shanna, when can people find or look forward to see that? As I said earlier, December, it looks like that's when it's releases. Awesome. A nice Christmas release. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, the one movie that we are both looking forward to is the one movie on the list that was actually on our list last year. I forgot to ask you if you remembered what you were looking forward to last year at all. Do you do you have any uh, memories of what you do? I have any memory? No, I have no memory. I think I was looking forward probably to maybe Thor, Love and Thunder. No. Oh, really? Well, I have no fucking clue then, no. I mean, in a way, yes, because MCU was one of our most anticipated. But you particularly, of the of the MCU movies, you particularly were looking forward to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Oh, okay. Of all of those. Uh, you were looking forward to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ah, good pick, yes. Yes, yes, and yes. And it made my number one. 
Lovely. Yes. Uh, and your favorite movie of the year. Yes, absolutely. You're looking forward to She Said. That was your fifth most anticipated movie of the year. And you were looking forward to The Bad Guys. Yeah, that was really well done. And you were looking forward to what is our number one favorite movie of 2023 that we're looking forward to. You know what that is? Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Mission colon impossible dash dead reckoning colon wow, okay. part one. Wow. I I have to say I'm very excited about this. I recently found out that my dad loved the TV show. And when we were checking out the show from years ago, I, I enjoyed that. And I'm looking forward to this one. When is it coming out? July 14th. I anticipate that to be one of the top earning movies of the summer. Uh, You know, this is probably the last pandemic holdover. Mm. You know, just like last year, Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise insisted on waiting, not pushing it to streaming, not using it to launch Paramount Plus or Anything like that. He insisted on it being a theatrical experience. And it ended up being the highest grossing movie of the year. I anticipate Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 to be among the 10 highest grossing movies of 2023. It, It doesn't bring back everyone from every Mission Impossible movie that that survived. But it does have Henry Zerny coming back from the first film. You have Vin Rames, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby comes back. Haley Atwell joins. Mm. You also have Asai Morales. Uh, Palm Kleimantoff is acclaimed to make an appearance. Carrie Elwes. The list goes on, and it is also still directed by... Christopher McQuarrie, who directed the previous two films. And it looks like we're headed towards an end because, my goodness, <laughs> Tom Cruise has done a lot for us. He can't keep doing these insane stunts forever. Well, when is part two coming? I can actually say next year, 2024, it'll be coming. So that is what we are looking forward to most. Look forward to it as again in July 14th. Those are the five movies we are looking forward to most. Shanna, were there any other movies that almost made your five most anticipated list that you wanted to give a shout out to? Yeah, so I'm, I'm also looking forward to some Disney releases. I'm looking forward to Little Mermaid. I'm very curious as to how that's going to really? go down. And then I found out, you know, one of the books that everybody raves about in sort of middle school, Are You There, Guard? It's Me, Margaret. Uh, oh. That's coming out, and I thought that that would be very exciting. I don't think there's a trailer for that one yet, but I did see some some shots. And yeah. so that that i'm looking forward to just because you know it was one of the few books that i did read yes uh, you know that's a judy up. bloom classic judy bloom, from the yes. 70s well and then you know i got curious i thought well if, if this one does well are they going to bring other ones about and also that one if i recall correctly is directed by the director of 
The Edge of Seventeen, which you were a big yeah. fan of a few yeah. years back. So that should be that should be pretty good. Then we've got Little Mermaid, of course. That just like just thinking about the the uh, teaser trailer just makes me want to tear up. And mm. then I saw the trailer for the new Transformers movie, and I yeah? was intrigued. Really, I was curious. Huh? But I'm... isn't this like the same people that did Bumblebee? Like. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, the trailer it, I, looked I pretty... I just know that's not Michael Bay. Okay. The, well, that's what's important. The trailer looked pretty exciting. And okay. then that's about it. I'm very excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's probably my number one. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can't believe that that's actually happening. I will have to wait and see. What about you? What were others? The only two that I would shout out is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Of course, the 2018 animated movie was so innovative and and so well done. Easily among the best Spider-Man movies of all mediums. And also, though, I am really curious about The Flash. First of all, to finally have a Flash movie Mm. is exciting but boy, the PR for this movie has been a train wreck with all the horrible behavior by its star, Ezra Miller, this past year, getting uh, in trouble with the law numerous times, a lot of assault charges, so many things. And then you have on top of it, like that that Flash movie was supposed to really push us in a new direction with the DC movies. As I understood it, it was supposed to adapt Flashpoint. Shanna, you saw the animated Flashpoint Paradox. I am a huge fan of that one. Right? The TV show adapted Flashpoint as well in like season two or three or something. Mm -hmm. So that was going to be really exciting and interesting. But now James Gunn and Saffron, someone else, I can't remember his name, is now taking over and scrapping a lot of what was in the works. So Mm. are they going to somehow figure out a way to pivot this flash movie? Is this one of the last remnants Mm. of a previous and dis and, and, and also abandoned vision. Mm. I find, I find it a very curious project and overall though, I just hope even on its own terms, it's a good movie. Yeah, uh, I feel like, you know, it's a Flash movie. If they're doing Flash Paradox, they can very easily. This is the end of that era, mm. you know. Mm. I'm I'm not fond of the stories we've been hearing. Mm-hmm. I, right. I love the Flash that we have in the TV show. I, I don't understand why we can't just have him. Well, because I get it. There's Miller. TV world yeah. and there's movie world. I get it. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like... I don't think TV Flash has had any issues. <laughs> right. maybe, yeah, maybe not. Anyway. Yeah. So those are the movies that we are looking forward to. Weren't you most. also excited or curious about Blue Beetle? Oh, yeah. Thanks for, for bringing that up because I, I, I alluded to that earlier in the sense that it is the last movie of the summer that is probably going to be a, a big um, box office draw it is based on the dc superhero who's part of the justice league blue okay. beetle but that it sounds isn't... great i've been watching that 
Okay. That's my only exposure to Blue Beetle, so I'm I'm cool with it. But I, I don't know what you're familiar with. It, it doesn't seem to be adapting the original Blue Beetle, Ted Kord, who's who's highly beloved. It seems to be more adapting a more recent Blue Beetle, a Latino named um, Jaime Reyes, I believe. And so I, I'm not as familiar with that. That definitely affects my excitement for the project just because I'm not as I wouldn't be as excited about Jaime Reyes as I would be Ted Cord just because of familiarity. Well, but, the cast looks really exciting. We've got Susan Sarandon, George Lopez, hmm. um, and then some new faces. Yeah, very heavy Latina, oh, a Latinx cast. A lot that's unknown there for me. So, but that is a notable release at the end of, of summer in, in August. So, those are the movies we are looking forward to most in 2023. What are you looking forward to most? Email us at thegibsonreview at gmail.com. Shanna, that's going to do it for this episode of The Movie Lovers. Why don't you share with everyone where they can find you online before we talk about the upcoming episodes of The Movie Lovers. You can find me on Instagram at Shanna Paxton Photography and on Flickchart Spellbinding A. Jeff, why don't you go ahead and rattle off all the places, all the many, many places that people can find you. Well, most especially go to thegibsonreview.com. That's that's destination number one. Find all the reviews, all the features, past episodes of The Movie Lovers, and by the time you're hearing this, you should be able to read my picks for the best and worst of 2022 i think i failed to advertise this in the last episode so i'm advertising it now if you haven't already go to the gibsonreview.com find that article the best and worst of 2022 and also follow on social media facebook.com slash the gibson review instagram the gibson 99 and do bracket polls there we should be doing or wrapping up a poll uh, for your favorite movie of 2022 go check it out see if you can participate i'm kind of curious where that's going to fall i think that there's a lot of movies i, I see a lot of uh, lists of favorites on instagram and uh, i think there's going to be some tough competition there for your favorite movie of 2022 uh let's see so looking forward next week on the movie lovers we will be letting you know what we've been watching over the past uh, few weeks with a weekend review episode getting back into the cycle uh i know that we'll be talking about some documentaries we've been watching i think shanna has a couple tv shows she's going to share with you and and some other fun things we'll talk about so that's next week look for that on tuesday january 17th and then after that i think we will have a film faves episode shanna on air meeting we will have to decide if we're gonna do a film faves of movies that make us cry <laughs> Was that a me idea after I saw you cry during E.T.? Maybe. It's been so long. It's been literally a year <laughs> since that idea came up. Or favorite courtroom drama movies. I do love a good courtroom. Yeah. So we'll have to decide mm. which theme we'll want to tackle mm. for the next Film Faves episode. We have a couple weeks left. People can look for that on 
January 24th. Beyond that, I'm still trying to hammer out because it's a pretty dry season for uh, films until we get to February. Uh, maybe we'll do reviews of some releases that we didn't have access the... to. Oh, I'm looking for, could we do a review of the cocaine bear story? That's much later. Oh, uh, in February later? That's much later. And, uh. and it, we may or may not be able to do a main review mm. of that. I thought it we was do, sooner. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp coming around that mm, time mm, too. Mm. So we will see, but we will keep you posted as well. Until then, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying bye-bye.